You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Have you always wanted to hear the hockey stories told from the press box? For your premier source of hockey prospect news from across the AHL, NCAA, Canadian Hockey League, and international leagues, this is your all-access pass to The Press Zone, a hockey podcast packed with news, analysis, interviews, and entertainment featured on AHLReport.com. Your hosts, Amy Johnson and Rick Stevens, are experienced, credentialed hockey reporters bringing you stories built from strong connections throughout the hockey community and from inside rinks all across North America. Welcome to The Press Zone. Well, hello there, everybody. Or should I say ho, 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 everybody. Welcome to the Christmas week episode of the Press Zone right here on the AHL Report and Rocket Sports Media, uh, a proud affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network and uh, also sponsored by DraftKings. So thanks to both of those organizations. Uh, happy to be involved with all of them. And we are happy that you are here for episode 236 of the Press Zone. I am your host and the lead correspondent at the AHL Report. My name is Amy Johnson, and of course I'm joined in the week in the studio every week uh, by the one and only, our editor-in-chief, president, founder, perhaps even St. Nick himself, St. Rick Stevens. Wow, <laughs> that's quite an introduction. <laughs> did you, did, was it good enough that you brought a bag of, a jolly bag of gifts? For the studio? Uh, did you send your letter? Always. I didn't get it. I didn't didn't receive the letter. You know what else you didn't get? What's that? The memo that you weren't supposed to beat me last week and put me in fantasy <laughs> football and put me in this god-awful position uh-huh. in All Habs 3 where I didn't have a buy, and now it looks like I might lose and be bounced out of the playoffs, and it's I will blame it squarely on you. But Does not matter that I had like a, a like six losses in the season. It will be it will be your fault. There's still a chance that you can win in that league, uh, but you have to. I don't have, have to any cheer more. against your Eagles. Well, I, I do because I don't have any. I don't have any players left, but my opponent has a kicker. I think Washington's kicker. Okay. And Dallas Goddard. So as uh, as I have said already in the last 24 hours, I'm sorry, Eagles and Eagles fans. Please don't kill me. But Dallas Goddard has to be dead to me for the next 24 hours. <laughs> he just has to be. Sorry. Well, stranger sorry. things have happened. Look at look at uh, Tom Brady and and uh, seriously, yeah, the whole Buccaneers crew there couldn't well, muster a point. I think our our friend Patrick Williams really suffered from that game. He did. He had the, th- the football family. Yeah. The family. The family. I know. I know. We kind of said it it if things don't go well. I mean, if Dallas Goddard blows up tonight, which the Eagles fan part of me will be thrilled with. The fantasy football fan not so much, but if that happens, like you're going to have to rep the hot stove, the AHL hot stove crew in the playoffs now in that in that league. That's, that's, that's a, lot a big of, burden. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. You have to do, you have to do all of us proud. And we we told Patrick that if he did well this year, if he made it to the playoffs, if he, you know, progress, that there was a chance that he could get promoted to the keeper league. Now it's it's I think it's <laughs> you relegation. Can't take that back. I think you it's can't. I think it's relegation. You can't to, take that. Yeah, one of those back. other leagues. What is wrong with you? <laughs> okay, you're not Saint Rick. Saint Rick, you're you're. Saint Scrooge, huh? Bah humbug. All I can think when you <laughs> we talk about Christmas, all I can think the the twas a couple of nights before Christmas. Not a creature was stirring in the league these days. No. Nope. Not at all. Uh, not not in a lot of leagues, <laughs> to be quite honest. We're going to talk about that today. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, what currently is the. And we know news... It changes. 
not even day to day. It's hour by hour at this point. Uh, so currently, as we record this on Tuesday, December 21st in the afternoon, what the current status of the Montreal Canadiens and Laval Rocket are. Uh, give you a little glimpse at the one game that Laval was able to get in uh, before things started to really fall off the rails last week. Uh, and an update on Matthias Norlander. Um, in our second segment, uh, we're going to go around the AHL. We'll introduce you to the player of the week and also just kind of break down where things are currently at with the AHL in the midst of this massive surge uh, in COVID. You know, it's, I have to say, like, I hate to be, I hate to be Debbie Downer, but we kind of, two to three weeks ago when American Thanksgiving was happening, we kind of said at that point, uh, everybody's going to get together with their families and you watch what's going to happen in mid-December and and, and 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 Omicron happening at the same time, not helping things. So things are rapidly changing uh, around the sports world. Um, finally, in our third segment, we're going to go beyond the AHL. We're going to give you a little mention of uh, there's a, there's another hockey tournament that is starting this weekend that fingers crossed, knock on wood, cross your toes is still scheduled and that's the world juniors. And we're going to talk a bit about that. Um, and already the, that, that phrase NHL draft has already started to come up um, in with question marks around it. Uh, you know, we've already started to see some talk about the Olympics, the all-star games and whatnot, but, but the draft even as far out as next summer has come up. So it's not, I know, it's not fun. This All the COVID news, all the postponements, all the shutdowns, it's not fun. But uh, we are going to do our best to keep you up to date. And we've got a lot to talk about today. All right. All right, then. So, surely enough, um, you know, we saw, we've seen for quite a while now, like the Sharks and the Islanders a, a, a number of weeks ago, probably at, even at the end of November, were the first ones to really start to get some major um, numbers in terms of how many personnel folks, uh, whether they were players or coaches or staff, were were heading into protocol. Um, and I've seen, I've seen the, uh, some some chatter that uh, Trotz uh, Barry Trotz is not too happy. He said, you know, he came out and said, uh, no one seemed to care when we were having our COVID-19 mess, there weren't any, you know, there weren't postponements and shutdowns for us. And, and some of the Sharks community seems to feel the same way. Um, but never, nevertheless, uh, it went from, from those two teams dealing with a lot to now just about every team. In fact, I think, Rick, I saw uh, a number today that 24 teams in the NHL have at least one player in protocol, many with many more. I believe at this point it's up to uh, around 131 NHL players currently in COVID protocol. Uh, and of course, that meant uh, Montreal due to take the road and visit uh, Long Island, New York and downtown Manhattan and um, New Jersey, uh, all... No, that's a big no. Not going to do that. Uh, Cross-border travel for sports teams first got canned, and and that that ended those hopes for Montreal. But uh, but really, it then extended to shutting down even Broussard. No practice this week. No nothing. Yeah, it, it kind of went incrementally, as as happens with the NHL. The NHL are not leaders. They they kind of get dragged along into this and uh, wait till they have to make a decision and. And the the cross border travel was uh, the first uh, item to go that they said that the Canadians would uh, not be uh, able to go to New York, New Jersey, for the three games this week. Um, then after that, it was um, well practices and and um, uh, everything was was shut down. Well, I, I guess we can even backtrack to the fact that uh, we go back to last week where. Uh, there were no fans allowed for the Canadians versus the Flyers, and and uh, then the the uh, the Canadians Bruins game was was postponed, and then on to uh, the, the other things that I just mentioned. So uh, things are are unfolding. The Canadians have players being added to the the COVID list uh, almost daily, and and um, right now uh, their next game is scheduled uh, for the. 
Tuesday, the next a week from today, Tuesday mm-hmm. the twenty eighth. Yeah. Um, against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And the interesting, you know, so so the NHL comes out. It's, of course, not just affecting Montreal at this point, as you say. Um, it's the NHL comes out and says, OK, we're going to we're going to we're going to pause the season. We're going to take Christmas break early. So we're going to shut down from Wednesday through Christmas. And I honestly I saw that I read that I said this. Is, they're joking, right? Like, that's not. Oh, It'll be fine in four days. It'll be great. It'll be and and oh, and those two games that are scheduled for Tuesday, they're still fine to play those. It's it's Wednesday that's really the issue. Um and now of course the Flyers Capitals game has has now been postponed because Cap two Caps players got pulled off of the ice at their morning skate this morning, uh, because their test came back positive. So that game got shut down. So I, I'm I'm not sure why the league didn't just say immediately yesterday. We're in a pause, like, be done with it. Uh, who knows if if the single game left on the schedule for even Tuesday night is going to happen. That's, I think, still up in the air. We'll see what happens. Um, the interesting thing, too, is that under the CBA, players are typically not allowed to come back from Christmas break until the 27th, but uh, an, a, an allotment is going to be made that they will report on Boxing Day just to begin testing again, uh, but won't actually be available to to be back on the ice until Monday the 27th. So I'm not confident that players are getting back on the ice on Monday. I think those tests are not going <laughs> to testing on Sunday. I don't I don't know how well that's going to go. We'll see. Um, well, we're getting very close to 20 percent of of the league's um, normal complement of players. Yeah are um are down with covid that's a lot that's uh-huh. that's a lot and uh so then that that uh impinges on on the AHL and 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 the AHL franchises each have their own um difficulties with covid as well and and games are being canceled all over the over the place there so um this is this this is serious i know that there are players who who disagree with uh what's taking place but You'd much rather see uh, what's happening uh, in the NHL than the, it's nothing but irresponsible what they're doing in the NFL uh, and uh, NBA at this point. Absolutely. Um, and for those, I, I understand everybody's got a different opinion on this. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. Um, what frightens me is that this is the Christmas break. And so we're seeing COVID running rampant through the NHL right now. Um Tell me how many of those families are not going to gather, uh, those players are not going to gather out of safety reasons with their families for Christmas this weekend. Um, That scares me for family members' sake. And that's my thing. You know, there's a, I understand, as you say, there are players, Brendan Gallagher was one of them who just got, who just recovered from COVID and said he had it pretty, had it pretty bad the first couple of days that all he could do was lay there and fight it. Um, but said, but, you know, fear isn't the answer. Uh, and, and, and I should also say people, people living with precautions aren't living in fear. They're living with their own intelligent. I've, you know, I feel it's my responsibility to take safety measures. Um, my, my thing in, in response to those folks is, okay, fine. I understand players that want to say we're professional athletes. We're some of the fittest people around. We're double vaxxed. Some of us have our booster shots. Uh, like this is ridiculous. Why are we shutting down? Okay. But what kind of fitness level are your wife and kids or your girlfriend? What kind of fitness level are your parents or your grandparents, particularly if you're going to be seeing them over the holidays? Uh, we know for a fact that Omicron is easily, is one of the most transmissible uh, variants and that it doesn't matter if you're vaccinated or not, you can still transmit it, uh, even asymptomatically. So, I mean, there's there's just so many factors beyond just we're healthy athletes, we want to play. Um, and I'm not going to go down, I, I could go down a whole wormhole with that. I'm not going to do that. I just want to kind of provide a hope, just a little bit of perspective. It, it's, it's just, it's not about politicizing it. It's just, it's about let's protect as many people as we can. And that includes families and senior citizens and young children and um it's a mess it's an absolute mess i mean the title of today's episode is tough decisions ahead and these are not easy decisions um i didn't like i just happened to see um 
Sean, Sean, Shapiro, uh, Sean Shapiro tweeted just recently this afternoon, nothing definitive, but several team executives seem pretty confident that the NHL All-Star game will still happen in Vegas. Multiple people said, quote, follow the money on that, especially with the league losing more potential gate revenue in Canada. And that's that's where I get really irritated is that the fear that NHL executives are going to put the put the the bottom line and the do- I understand it's a business and I understand last year was a huge loss uh, for a lot of teams and a lot and the leagues and so forth. But um, it's going to get a little scary here. I believe it was on the Canadians Connection podcast, our sister podcast, that we talked about the Forbes valuations of of each. Uh, NHL franchise um, going up an average of 20 some odd percent. Um, Mm -hmm. So I, I, I don't, I don't think that even during the pandemic, they, they, they grew in value. So I I don't think that that money should be the driving factor here. Don't think so either. So I think it's going to be pretty, you know, the NHL and NHLPA did come to an agreement that uh, NHL players will not be going to the Olympics. That news came out today. Uh, So no Beijing. Uh, And, and for guys like Sidney Crosby, who this might've been his last chance, it's a, it's gotta be a real gut punch. Um, but I can't imagine there's a single person on this planet who hasn't felt some sort of massive amount of sacrifice that's had to come at the hands of this pandemic. Um, and so out of safety, out of protocols, out of particularly with now the amount of games that are going to need to be rescheduled. Uh, I don't think anybody wants to see them playing regular season games in at the end of May again. Um, so we'll see. It's going to be really fluid next week. And I will be very curious to see what happens when testing resumes again on boxing day for all of the NHL teams around the league. If that's the worst impact on your, the, the, the worst impact that COVID has brought to your life, that yeah. you, you didn't go to the Olympics for the, however many, many time it is. Um, I know. That's, then, uh, yeah. that's really sad. No, I understand that. Um, Laval, of course, uh, not escaping unscathed from this either. They did manage to get in their game at home against the Providence Bruins on Friday night. They were then set to hop on a bus and drive, uh, down to Syracuse, New York, uh, that night after the game for a road game on Saturday night against Syracuse. However, Syracuse was one of those, uh, teams that had been kind of off and on with postponements due to COVID protocol. Apparently, Laval uh, decided not to drive Friday night after the game and instead wanted to wait and see what Syracuse tests looked like Saturday morning. And it's a good thing that they did that uh, because that game ended up getting postponed. um, And thankfully, that meant that, you know, particularly with the cross-border situation, you're a week out from Christmas, Rick. If if Laval had driven overnight for no good reason and then needed to turn around and go back on Saturday and just by chance even one person on that bus tested positive, that person would be stuck in the U.S. Uh, possibly for Christmas unless unless they could get them driven privately across the border. It, yeah. would, it would have been a mess. Yep. Um, and so now Laval uh, already wasn't... Uh, Laval had a really nice Christmas break um, built into the schedule. Not sup- so they already have a buffer, but they're also not practicing now. The, the pl- facilities are shut down. Uh, so Laval will play their next game, at least scheduled to play their next game at home next Wednesday night. Uh, that is December 29th, I believe. Yes, December 29th, where they'll be hosting Syracuse. So Again, we'll see if that happens. Um, everything, I, I feel like it's deja vu all over again. We're back to the 2020. Uh, let's see if the games on the schedule are actually going to happen or not. But we'll just move forward like we're expecting them to unless things change. And that's all we really can do. Um Speaking of Laval, before we get to Matthias Norlander, speaking of Laval, uh, we did mention they got in a game against Providence on Friday night. Uh, Just to give you a quick summary, uh, (laughs) in what looked like was going to be an awful, awful game for Laval, uh, they actually turned it around and had a a tremendous comeback. Um, 
with Caden Primo getting that really odd call up on Thursday for no particular reason and starting with Jake Allen backing him up, it was just, that was just bizarre to me. Um, He then was sent back down again on Friday morning uh, and, and they potentially had a Friday night and a Saturday night game. The Saturday night game didn't end up happening, but there's no way they were going to start Caden Primo three nights in a row. So Michael McNiven finally got his first start in net Friday night uh, since the end of November. It was his first start in the month of December. Um, and the rust and maybe the nerves and the pressure of, okay, I finally have a chance. I have to do something here. Uh, maybe all of uh, maybe all things combined got to him. And Rick, uh, they went down Oh, zero to two pretty quickly in the first period. Three and a half minutes in, they were down two nothing and and they weren't they weren't very good goals. Uh soft goals by Michael McNiven and and, and he knew it. Um, he did. Um the bench did, but uh they came together and it was that second period where, as you said, they scored uh uh, four goals in the second. Laval did uh, penalty trouble for Providence. They yeah. there was three penalties, uh, one a double minor in a period of five minutes, and uh, three power play goals later for Laval. Uh, they were right in control of the game. They were so they won that one. Of course, our Chris G was at Plus Bell that night. I should mention uh, because. Um, because of the the new rules that the Quebec Health uh, Health Ministry put into place, there were no fans at Place Bell on Friday night for that game, just as the Canadians did not have fans at their game on Thursday night. Uh, but our Chris G was there. Media was still permitted to be in the building. Uh, so he was there. Full. He had the full game recap and post-game audio. Uh, so if you head over to AHLReport.com, uh, you will find that game recap. Gives you all of the details, all of the stats, uh, video highlights, uh, you know, audio, post-game audio, as we say, all that kind of stuff. So be sure to check that out for the full coverage of that and every single Laval Rocket game all season long. Uh, one other thing that we want to mention in this segment, of course, is we talked about last week how, you know, the question mark was going to be, okay, Matthias Norlander played the three games that Dom Ducharme said he was going to play with Laval before a, a decision would be made as to whether or not, you know, he was going to stay with Laval. Would he go back to Ferlando? Would they find usage for him in the NHL? What was going to happen? Um, and, well, they did. They, 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 the decision didn't take that long to make. Apparently, uh, it wasn't even okay. Let's have him practice all week and and play these games with Laval on the weekend. Um, and I think it was midweek uh, that Matthias Norlander came out, was on a plane back to Ferlunda. Uh, pictures uh, coming out of him uh, in his stall with Ferlunda with a giant smile on his face. Uh, Rick, I think it was pretty safe to say that he either wasn't happy with how. He performed or wasn't happy with how he was managed and his usage in the first three months here or a combination of all of the above. But I think he was not going to be in a good headspace to stay here in North America for the rest of the season. Yeah, he he wasn't happy. It was clear that he wasn't happy in Laval, uh, playing in Laval, his body language, the... You know, the smile was gone. The 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 way he spoke about um, you know his usage and everything, he wasn't happy. Um, and and whatever happened there, whatever breakdown happened, uh, we're not sure. But um, if he can go back to Ferlunda and get uh, you know the the enjoyment of hockey back and and then come fresh uh, to uh, training camp next fall. Uh, and with an opportunity to make the Canadians, and and hopefully all of that is, um, I I think uh, probably Jeff Gorton handled that well. If mm-hmm. if uh, if he was unhappy, you know there were things for him to learn and and gain, gaining experience on the smaller ice surface for sure. Uh, but um, you know obviously not happy. So back to Ferlunda, uh, he'll get lots of ice time there, and then be back as I said in the fall. And we will. We'll keep an eye on 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 how he does uh, back in the SHL uh, for the rest of the season, and and see if he really can kind of get the gears going again. And uh, as you say, hopefully he'll come back refreshed in the fall and ready to really compete for for a roster spot. And it's not only uh, Matthias Neulander who's missing now from the Laval Rocket. We should also mention. Of course, um, Michael Pizzetta, Ryan Paling, mm-hmm. um, all, all of those players. Lauren, 
uh, Laurent Dauphin, uh, but Lucas Vedemo. Um, the most recent call-ups were Lucas Vedemo, uh, Raphael Harvey Pinard, and Alex Belzeal um, are currently assigned to the Canadians, although mm-hmm. they're not uh, they're not playing right now. And and yes, Yelonen is uh, is the other. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a lot, and we'll see how how many of them stay. Uh, we have no idea. It's it's going to be like like we said, every day is a new adventure. Um, all right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to hear from our sponsors, the fine folks over at DraftKings, uh, and then when we come back, we are going to go around the AHL, talk a little bit more about how all of this uh, medical mess is messing with the AHL schedule, uh, and also introduce you to this year uh, this week's player of the week from the league. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back right after this. Hockey fans, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has a no-brainer offer that'll make you a winner once any shot gets past the goalie. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores. The NHL got rid of ties in 2005, so you know someone's going to light the lamp. If Sportsbook, however, isn't available in your state yet, no worries. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Throw down a dollar on any NHL game and win a hundred in free bets if either team scores a goal. That's promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And welcome back to the Press Zone right here on the AHL Report and Rocket Sports Radio, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, Thanks so much to our sponsors, DraftKings. You heard that great offer from them. Be sure to take advantage of that. It is a great way uh, to get into uh, daily fantasy sports if you like that. Uh, So use that promo code THPN. Uh, you will not regret it. Uh, thanks so much for being here with us again. My name is Amy Johnson. I am your host, uh, joined by my co-host, Rick Stevens. And uh, do us two favors. One, make sure that you're, that you're subscribed to the podcast. Just look down. If you're not, just hit that subscribe button. We never want you to miss an episode. Our podcast comes out every Tuesday. It's a weekly podcast. Uh, and also head over to Twitter. Make sure you're following at the AHL Report. That's where you'll get all of our great content that comes out on the AHL Report, uh, Uh, You'll get every game recap for the Laval Rocket. Uh, You'll get uh, some other feature articles as well. As in addition, also, you'll know when um, not only will you be subscribed to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform, but you'll also be able to read the, the full post and find the link to the podcast at the AHL Report as well. In this segment, we go around the AHL, and uh, the first thing, matter of business that we'd like to take care of is acknowledging this week's American Hockey League AHL Player of the Week, and he is a defenseman. Uh, We've seen that the Carolina Hurricanes, Rick, have been doing pretty all right for themselves Uh uh, in the NHL. Well, the Charlotte Checkers are are doing uh, not so shabby themselves in the AHL. Actually, I, I keep putting the two of them together because they're supposed to be together but the checkers are now a panthers uh affiliate so i'm even i'm just gonna scratch the carolina Hurricanes part of that it's i'm already thinking about christmas people give me a break uh yes checkers this this season are affiliated with the florida panthers they changed uh in any case their defenseman Chase Prisky has been selected as the AHL Player of the Week. Uh, had a whole six points in the first eighteen games that he played this season, Rick. But uh, you know, he played in four AHL games last week. 
and had an NHL call up in the middle of them. <laughs> That'll do it. That'll do it. But in those four games he played last week, two goals and four assists for an additional six points in four games. So <laughs> that's an improvement. Yeah, he's uh, he's a defenseman who's been around the league, uh, around the AHL for for a little while, coming close to to uh, almost a hundred games in the AHL. Uh, sixth round pick in twenty sixteen by the Washington Capitals. Uh, now with as you said, the Panthers organization got that brief call up two games um, to uh, dip his toe in the NHL and and back to the checkers and and has been has been great with them. He really has, um, you know, and and as you say, sometimes sometimes gives you a little motivation when you get that little call up. But uh, he was obviously doing well, um, and uh, it's pretty it's pretty fun when you see a defenseman put up those kinds of points all in one week. Um, it's it's pretty significant significant. So, congratulations to this week's AHL Player of the Week, Chase Prisky. Um, one thing that it's definitely hard to keep track. If you think it's difficult keeping track of who's in and out of protocol, who's postponed, whatever it is in the NHL, you just forget about it in the AHL because um, it, it's happening just as rampantly in the AHL. It seems that just about every day and many times, multiple times a day, there is a press release from the AHL that another game has been postponed. Uh, there is a whole slew of games that need to be rescheduled at this point, uh, affecting pretty much just about every AHL team in the league. Uh, the difficulty is that the AHL, um, like there, while while we hear about protocols, uh, who's going in and out of protocol officially from NHL teams, the AHL teams are not doing that. I don't, you know, the league I guess hasn't mandated that they do that. So it's very there. It's it's really difficult to get any firm information at the AHL level of who is in protocol, who's come out of protocol, uh, you know, how bad people are affected that those types of things, the, 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 the information is extremely limited, Rick. It's a little disheartening. Um, you would think that they would, you know, I understand there's a lot on the line for the AHL this season. Um, and that a new COVID resurgence is not helping them. Uh, but I don't, th I, I, I think not being fully transparent isn't necessarily the way to go either. No, I don't, I, I don't either. Um, and it's, uh, well, as you said, the, the postponements are coming out in drips and drabs, but uh, it's, it's going to be difficult to reschedule all of these uh, postponed games. Oh, yeah. and, and keep in mind that we're dealing with a schedule where there are, are teams who, who play a, a, a different number of games already. And it's not just the um, the uh, the western game the western uh, based teams uh, this year. Um, remember, even in uh, the Eastern Conference, there are teams who play a different number of games. That's right. Laval Rocket being one of them, playing mm -hmm. uh, a much fewer um, fewer number of games than than the others. And here's where it's going to start to get really sticky for the AHL. Um, this is kind of a twofold thing. First of all. Um, I realize that within the organizations, there's communication between the NHL club and the AHL club as to who's in protocol, who's not, who's healthy and whatnot. But the, the shuffling back and forth of AHL players, because there is no taxi squad this year, you're seeing an enormous amount of AHL transactions happening every single day uh, as players come in and out of protocol at the NHL level, they're needing to fill holes from the AHL level. So you're also then looking at potential transmission from different regions, different cities, different teams by doing that. Then on top of that, it's going to be difficult uh, for AHL teams to to ice a competitive team. We've seen NHL teams because of the cap, not not icing a full team. But for the AHL, some of those teams are getting absolutely ravaged by call ups to fill COVID holes at the NHL level. And and they're left with I mean, they're left holding the bag. I mean, that's that's a kind of a status quo thing for the AHL at a normal time in on a good day. Um, but when you've got massive amounts of players just getting called up in droves to fill holes, uh, it's going to be it's going to be really challenging, I think, for AHL coaches. Definitely. Uh, so we will be sure to, again, keep you posted with all of that as best we can. It's going to change daily. You're going to see more postponements. Uh, we just hope everybody stays safe. 
we just want everyone to be healthy, uh, particularly, uh, you know, athletes that unfortunately can have contracted COVID. We, we wish them a speedy recovery and no, uh, issues afterwards due to COVID. It's just, it's a scary, it's still a scary time. We're almost two years into this and it's still uh, a, a scary thing to deal with. And we just want everyone to be safe and healthy. So with that, uh, we are going to take one last break. When we come back, we're going to go beyond the AHL. We're going to talk a little World Juniors. We're going to talk a little NHL draft. Yeah, already. I know. <laughs> uh, and we've got plenty more to chat with you about. We're uh, glad you're here. Stick with us. This is the Press Zone right here on Rocket Sports Radio. For all the latest news, interviews, analysis, and commentary about the Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and every other team in the American Hockey League, as well as information on prospects, junior hockey, and international hockey, head over to AHL.Report, the home of the AHL Report. Follow along on Twitter at the AHL Report for live game updates, ringside photography, game recaps, and articles containing exclusive audio and video of your favorite players. That's the AHL Report, proud partner of Rocket Sports Media, AHL.Report. In every city around the world, sports fans flock to popular watering holes to share a few pints, some good grub, and to cheer for their team. Think your favorite sports bar deserves to be recognized? Or are you traveling to a new place and need to find the perfect spot to watch a game? HockeyPub.com is the answer. Find out where the best spots are in your city to eat, drink, and meet fellow fans. HockeyPub.com. The Press Zone is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. In addition to building a worldwide network of sports fans, the team at RSM is also dedicated to mobilizing the sports community in ways that make a difference in the lives of others. Giving back to the community bridges the gap between team affiliations. It's something any fan can support. RSM proudly provided support for organizations and projects like Hockey Fights Cancer, Five Hole for Food, the Montreal Canadiens Children's Foundations, Autism Speaks, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society of Canada, and the People of Canada Portrait Project, just to name a few. If you would like to be involved with a Rocket Power project or have a worthy fundraising initiative you'd like us to be part of, please contact us at rocketsportsmedia.com. Well, hello there and welcome back once again to the Press Zone podcast right here on the AHL Report and Rocket Sports Media, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Once again, I am your host, Amy Johnson, joined by my co-host, Rick Stevens. Uh, I know in the last segment we said, hey, make sure you're following us at the AHL Report, but uh, you can also follow this podcast at the Press Zone. And if you'd like to follow Rick and I, uh, you can find Rick on Twitter at AllHabs. And you can find me at Flyers Rule. Uh, so we'd love, we always love interacting with our our listeners, our readers, our followers. Uh, if you have a, a hockey question, if you've got a comment, if you've got feedback, if you've got a suggestion, we always love to hear from you. So don't ever hesitate to uh, to drop us a line uh, out there on social media, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. Um, in this segment, we go beyond the AHL and Rick. In all the hubbub that is happening in the lead up to Chris Kringle's big day on Saturday, there's also a very important day happening on Sunday. The World Junior Championships. It's here, people. Like, it's actually here, we hope. <laughs> we really hope. Um, but it's here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, such a, it's such a fun tournament. I really hope they're able to pull it off. It's still up in the air as to whether or not they're going to need to reduce capacity for fans, which will, you know, we'll see what happens as far as that's concerned. But since since the teams have been there for a number of weeks for selection camps, they've kind of been in their own little bubble a little bit. So I'm hoping that means that they can just really kind of tighten up those that bubble and 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 the tournament can still happen. Um, 
Exciting news for Team Canada. Um, and uh, actually, Team USA just announced their captain today. I believe that's Senator's prospect Jake Sanderson, uh, who got the captaincy for, for Team USA. But for Team Canada, it is none other than Montreal Canadiens prospect Caden Gooley. Now, this was kind of forecast. It was. Um, but uh, still a huge honor, the honor delivered by... Sidney Crosby mm-hmm. um, made the announcement, and um, and it's he's Caden uh, Gooley is uh, not only a, a Canadian's prospect, but um, now a member of the Edmonton Oil Kings. Was the Prince Albert Raiders got uh, uh, traded um, a few weeks back in one of those uh, blockbuster <laughs> junior hockey right. trades? Was the captain of the Raiders as well? I, I, indeed, he was. Um, and now is uh, been named uh, captain uh, for Team Canada's. Uh, um, he is he's one of the few players. I think there's three players who are returning uh, from Team yeah. Canada's uh, uh, World Junior uh, uh, Silver Medal team last year. Who, I think Cole Perfetti is another one. Cole Perfetti, yep, yeah. and uh, and Dylan Garland, the goal right. uh, Garand, the the goaltender. Um, but it's now uh, with uh, Cole Perfetti is going to be one of the alternate captains. Jake Neighbors, one of the other alternate captains, also from the Edmonton Oil Kings. Uh, but uh, Caden Gooley will be the captain. Um, he's uh, everyone talks about his maturity, his uh, yeah. on the ice, his physical play. He's a great skater, good puck mover, um, and um, and they have gold in their uh, eyes, of course. Uh, it was the Americans who mm. uh, upset Canada last year and, and uh, mm. with uh, uh, Team USA going on to win the gold medal. So uh, they'll want a bit of retribution there this this year. Well, we'll see. See how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to have to get out the Team Canada versus Team US like fight music? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, so congratulations to Caden Gooley. It's going to be fun to watch. Uh, I know our entire Rocket Sports team will be watching. We'll be we'll be providing some coverage. Uh, in fact, our own uh, our our own contributor Cole Uzenic actually uh, said on our our Slack channel, he can't wait to watch Caden Gooley be the captain. But he's now also very excited to just have all eyes on Shane Wright. As a Habs fan, I'm not sure why that would be relevant mm, at all don't know. In, in any way, shape, or form. I have a feeling that's going to be the case for a lot of Habs fans. Uh, so we're very excited to uh, to see that get underway. Um, you know, it's it's goodness. The last couple of years for hockey have been have been strange to say the least. Um, you know, it's been two seasons now in a row that the AHL has not awarded a Calder Cup. Uh, we're hoping, fingers crossed, that they'll be able to have the Calder Cup playoffs this year and, and maybe get one awarded. Uh, so, so, in fact, the Charlotte Checkers are still the reigning champions, aren't they, from 2019, I think? All right. Um, you know, it's uh, the NHL draft has been a virtual draft for the last two years. It's uh, Montreal's been put off and put off and put off with it, and it's supposed to be taking place uh finally uh third time's a charm trying that uh in montreal this summer and maybe folks aren't really thinking about the viability of the nhl draft uh six plus months from now um but now with the start of some some pretty uh, severe post game postponements and and the league actually pausing and you know, pulling out of the Olympics and all sorts of question marks are now in place as to how is the league going to move forward? How are things going to evolve with COVID moving forward over the next couple of months? Uh, Of course, it meant someone was going to bring up the draft and the big what if question. Uh, This time it was none other than Renal Lavoie, uh, who Rick, you brought it to our, our team's attention that uh, he did an interview and, um, had some interesting things to say about the draft in Montreal. Um, and and this was this all related to uh, the postponement. Well, uh, not the postponement. The I, I think they would have been happier if it was postponed. But mm-hmm. two hours before the game time on last Thursday night, uh, uh, the Flyers were in town. Flyers versus Canadians at the Bell Center around five o'clock. It was announced that fans would not be allowed in into uh, the building. The the, the um, 
you know, tickets had been sold. Uh, fans were starting to gather. Teams were in the building. Um, media was there, and uh, it was announced that um, the Canadians had received a request from the Quebec government uh, to not permit fans in the building. So the game was was run without fans. Uh, the Canadians had to issue refunds, um, and. Uh, I, I guess that what came out is the Montreal Canadiens weren't very happy, mm-hmm. uh, but they couldn't tell or they, they, they wouldn't tell the, the Quebec government that. So it was left to René Lavoie, their, their mouthpiece with TVA, who went on TVA and said, all right, uh, that was a total lack of class by the Quebec government. And uh, just for that, um, we should tell we should tell the Quebec government that the NHL is reconsidering um, uh, placing the draft uh, in Montreal in July. Um, it was a bit of a tantrum. It, w- it was a bit silly. Um, and and whether whether it happens or it doesn't happen, the decision isn't going to be made uh, six months out. Um, no. Uh, seven months out, um, lots and lots and lots of things can happen between now and then. Um, and as you see, the the NHL makes their decisions at the very last minute. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I, I think it was just um, as, as you know, uh, Renaud Lavoie has, has played that role before, uh, where he just sends a message on behalf of the Canadians, and, and that's what it was all about. Uh, it's a little too early to get excited that the draft will be uh, canceled uh, or at least made uh, uh, virtual again. Um, th- again, there's lots and lots and lots of things can happen between now and then. Yeah. We, I mean, it's if, if the last year and 10 months or whatever it's been has been proof of anything, it's that it's very difficult to predict right now what things are going to look like in in two weeks or two months, much less six months from now. So, um, uh, yes, it's certainly stirred the pot and it will certainly get the attention of appropriate people, I suppose. But right now we just have to kind of take things day by day with what we're currently dealing, dealing with. And hopefully the draft is able to go off. Um, but we'll just have to wait to see. Uh, so it's been a bit of a nutty week, but with all of the pauses, going on with the NHL, the AHL, um, you uh, might want to be catching up on some reading or some listening. So first off, I should say, if you've missed any of our recent Press Zone podcast episodes, uh, we had Marty Baron, former NHL goaltender Marty Baron on the show a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Patrick Williams was with us last week for another edition of the AHL Hot Stove. It was a great episode. Uh, if you've missed any recent episodes, now's a great time to catch up on them. Just head over to thepresszone.fm. Again, that's thepresszone.fm, and you'll find a full archive of all of our podcasts, uh, all 235 of them. It'll be 236 once this one's published, Um, and you can go back and and catch up on anything that you might have missed. In addition, uh, it's a great time to do some reading, and we've got some great stuff coming for you this week uh, at the AHL Report. Even though there aren't any games for recaps, don't worry. We've still got some great uh, information for you. Maria Boabdo will be uh, out with her latest AHL Weekly column that will come out uh, today, Tuesday, uh, later in the day after this podcast is published. So be on the lookout for that. That's your weekly glimpse at all of the important news and standings and rankings uh, from around the AHL, including updates on how the Rocket and the Lehigh Valley Phantoms have done specifically. Um, And then Patrick Williams will be back with a new under review column tomorrow on Wednesday. So uh, there's lots happening uh, at the AHL report. So be sure to bookmark ahlreport.com. Follow at the AHL report on Twitter and on Facebook, and uh, yeah, Rick, they, we don't want we don't want anyone to miss a single bit of it. And uh, yeah, there there aren't the number of games uh, that you're used to seeing on TV. You may have a couple of of uh, extra hours, and and um, you may still be wanting uh, hockey talk. So it's it's a great time to catch up on some of those podcasts uh, and to, uh, and, and to take a look at AHL report as well, uh, for some of the, uh, written content. Absolutely. Uh, and if you're a Habs fan, particularly, uh, and you're not currently subscribed to our sister podcast, uh, 
called The Canadian's Connection. It comes out every Saturday. It's hosted and produced by Rick uh, Stevens himself. And uh, myself and Chris G. Uh, all take turns in the co-hosting chair, also with some appearances with uh, some other terrific contributors uh, here at Rocket Sports Media. So be sure you subscribe to that. Check that out if you're a Habs fan and you're not familiar with it. It's a it's a, a podcast that comes out every Saturday, fully dedicated to covering the Montreal Canadiens and only the Montreal Canadiens. So be sure to check that out as well. Um, and I guess with that, Rick, it's time to start getting ready for Christmas. It is. Have you, That's exciting. Are you on the naughty list or the nice list? I have no idea. Really? No idea. Really? Mm-mm. Mm. Did you ask Santa Claus for good things this year? Uh, I, mi- I might have sent a letter up there to the North Pole, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. all right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's good. Uh, wishing all of our listeners, uh, if you celebrate a very, very Merry Christmas, uh, we hope it's full of... Uh, joy and love and laughter and uh, appreciation for all the little things in life and just uh, make sure you stay safe and have a wonderful holiday to my co-host you're a terrific Christmas present uh, co-hosting the show each and every week thank you so much for all you do I hope you have a tremendously good holiday season with your family Merry Christmas to you, uh, your family. Merry Christmas to our Rocket Sports family mm-hmm. um, who worked yeah. very hard uh, during the year. And uh, Merry Christmas to our, our loyal listeners who come back week after week, who send us little uh, messages, who <laughs> uh, comment on, on uh, posts. Uh, we, we, we're, we're very, very grateful for all of you. We definitely are. Uh, We do this for you. We wouldn't be here if it weren't for you. Uh, We appreciate whether you're a podcast listener. Obviously, if you're hearing this, you're a podcast listener. But if you're also a a social media follower, a reader uh, of our uh, websites, if you are a subscriber on the YouTube channel, head over to youtube.com slash allhabs and you're checking out Ben Danku's weekly uh, video column, Habs Fan Forum over there. All of you who are part of the Rocket Sports Media family, we appreciate each and every one of you. And it just brings us so much joy to get to bring you all the greatest news about your favorite hockey team each and every week. So thank you very much. Merry Christmas to all of you. And we will see you again next Tuesday for another great episode of The Press Zone right here on Rocket Sports Radio. Click subscribe to never miss an episode of The Press Zone on Rocket Sports Radio. Visit AHLReport.com for the latest news on hockey prospects.